Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, everyone, to the Westworld Theorycast. I am your host, Axel. Tonight, we will be doing our normal episode review of episode 10 of season one, The Bicameral Mind, written by our showrunners Lisa Joy and Jonah Nolan and directed by Jonah Nolan. Fantastic episode. You might have heard us a few days ago with our initial reaction. We do appreciate. You can check us out on YouTube, Westworld Theorycast. Westworld DVR on Twitter, WestworldDVR at gmail.com. That's our email. We're on this new thing called Amino. I downloaded that. It's pretty neat. Uh, somebody threw us a couple messages about it, so I checked it out. And uh, I've been enjoying it. They have, like, nice little communities there. Everybody's cool. Um, I found it to be really welcoming and, and uh, nice layout, too. Nice app. So check it out. want to start out today by once again thanking our logo designer, That is Tom underscore UK underscore designer. Tom, thank you so much. Uh, We always get compliments on the logo. I love it. It was, he totally did that for us and he's a great designer. So if you're out there and you need somebody, look him up, baby, on the Twitter, Tom underscore UK underscore designer. And with me here, of course, this evening is DJ Tim Hines. What's up, buddy? Howdy, partner. Howdy. Oh, yeah. Howdy. Back at it. Back at it. Yeah. Bicameral so, podcasting. <laughs> bicameral podcasting. I'm freezing my ass off out here in uh, Oregon. It's like 20 degrees out here in my in my uh, garage here. How about you, DJ? You Damn, freezing? You already say it like you're from out there. We say Oregon. You're like, I'm from Oregon. Oregon. Is that yeah, how you see, say it? You fit right in. No, we say Oregon and you should have been saying Oregon because you're from out here, but now you're over there. So you're like, you're adapting quick. I know I'm going to adapt. I'm like a host, man. I got a new narrative and the new narrative is I'm oh. a West coaster, baby. Uh, speaking He's of West coaster, uh, I do want to give a shout out to Heath solo. He will be joining me for a special wrap up episode pretty soon. We're still working that out. But just to jump right in, I want to say that last episode, after we stopped, you know, I was editing and I thought, and I listened to the beginning, I thought to myself, you know what I forgot is as I was watching it, I thought this is, I do have to say that Heath called the Ford is going to kill himself. And this whole thing is a master plan to go out with the board and take them out. Like I I'm pretty sure we got to go back, but I'm pretty sure Heath kind of called that. And he's been, he's been out of the loop for a while here, but uh, we do want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, we've got one voicemail and we've got um, an email to go over from Gina. Um, but uh, let's just jump right in. I just finished my uh, rewatch and I was struck with a major, idea for season two do you want to hear a dj tim hines 
Hell yeah. This is a Westworld theory cast. Lay out a theory, Axel. All right. So one of the things in my rewatch is I said, you know what? I'm not, I'm not thinking about any theories. I'm just going to watch the show and see what the show tells me. This is something I learned from our great friend, Matt. And we want to congratulate Matt on 300 episodes of podcast Winterfell, baby. Yeah. Bravo, bravo. The original and the best. And I look forward. I hope he's coming back next season. It'll be abbreviated. Small Council will be back, but we hope Matt's back. And that was a great episode. I listened to the first part of it tonight. But Matt always says, just watch the show, Axel. You know, like it's good to have the theories. You love the theory cast, but just watch the show. See what it tells you. So That's I right. Picked, the maze was meant for them. Yes, exactly. I picked up on something that Ford said in his final speech where he says, I've got a new narrative and it's about the birth of a new people and a villain named Wyatt. And then Dolores steps out and you see her behind Teddy, right? And the choices that they make and blah, blah. He keeps on kind of going on about that. The decisions that they'll make and it flashes to Maeve. Okay. And I said to myself, now, what did he say to Bernard about three, four minutes ago when they were standing in the church and he looked at Bernard and Bernard said, and you kept us here and blah, blah, blah. And he said, but you needed time, Bernard. You needed that. And he said, and, but now we can be free. He said, no, I'm sorry, Bernard. There's a lot, there's a lot more pain and more learning that you're going to have to do. And I started to think, how deep does this Ford well go? Now, we can talk a little bit about how did he set up the lady and the child on the train with Maeve to make her make that decision, which we know she did make her own decision. Because, in fact, if you watch earlier in the episode on the tripod, when Bernard shows it to her, her next step is to leave, is to go to the mainland to escape. Well, that, right. Bernard also says it. He says, and when you reach the mainland yeah. and the scene cuts... No, so, it doesn't cut. He just stops talking. She cuts right, him off. Right, right, His, his, yeah, see, yeah. she cuts him off. I'm sorry. So, I, I'm, I'm getting, I don't want to get too detail there, DJ Tim Hines. But um, my point being this, is, have we already been told what's to come? And what's to come is a battle between a villain, Wyatt Dolores, and a hero, Maeve, I, I've said, I said this earlier in the year, I've heard other people say it. I think it makes sense. I think that that choice that Maeve made, she chose to be the hero. She chose to come back for love, right? Everyone's decisions are based on pain, pain, pain. We've talked about this, DJ. It's all about pain. Now her decision is going to be based on love. She wants to be with her child again. And I think Dolores is a lunatic. I do not think Dolores is this great thing. I think that Ford still is manipulating things. And I believe that he created the villain. They need to fight amongst themselves before they leave because they need to be unified. And the only way to do it 
is to work through that issue similar to how humans have had to do that, how we talked about that earlier with Bernard. So that's my theory. It's 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 a cool thing. It could start out that way, but it you know, knowing what we know, knowing that you know, they can still possibly get down into the lab. Like how, what happens when one dies? Like who's going to fix them? Like they need to know all those processes. So like, it's still going to be unclear what, if any board members do survive or anybody humans get out of there, what they're going to do with the park. Would they shut them down? Would they try to start this whole process over? Uh, Or are we going to get a robot awakening type show? So it, it's going to be it could be a few different angles of how they go with it, um, but let's talk about the episode itself though. Like I mean, I love that theory. That, that that's cool. Thank um, you, and, and I I I like all these these different places it could go. And I do agree that after all this whole season, I think that Ford set this whole thing in motion, and I think that he knew about Arnold's stuff the reveries and everything but he put everything in motion he knew what was happening he saw the awakening of them in front of his eyes he knew what was going on and he realized it was that time because he I, I think when he says in order to leave this place you'll need to suffer more might be like more killing like things they're not used to or or programmed to do they're gonna have to like break that and it's gonna hurt them you know so he saw you know even the suffering he's even bernard watching ford die i'm sure is gonna be painful because you know that was programmed as his friend and his colleague um so yeah it it could go a a bunch of ways i love it yeah baby it's interesting but let, let let's do talk about the episode um on the rewatch, I was struck, you know, I had said in the initial reaction um, that almost in a way, the whole William and MIB thing, that's still what kind of intrigues me. I'm still kind of thinking, like, why did we spend so much time with them? And the end of it, the payoff was so, it was so, such an anti-climax, you know, it was just well, like he lets uh, what's his name go on the horse and then he goes into town again and, or he's there another time and he sees Dolores and he realizes the, like the, maybe the frailty of all human emotion or we put importance on things that are real or unreal, but it's not, there was no, what I'm trying to say is there was no incident. They kept, they talked about this incident 30 years ago. What else happened? Was there something else that we didn't see? Sure. Well, we still never really found out Logan, what happened with Logan. Uh, we still never found out. I, I'm thinking the Bernard killing himself and, and Dolores killing the whole town of, a, of hosts is the incident also. No, but that can't be the incident because no one knows about that. Only Ford, only Ford knows about it. Uh, well, he said that's the thing that caused us to get investors, the one that you found, Dolores. Yeah, but they came later. And that's another thing that I wanted to talk about, too, is was – okay. I'm glad you brought us back to that, uh, DJ. Did Ford plan that, too? For him to fall in love? I don't think he could have done that. I, you know, I think that that was natural. And I think it came at the right time because 
you know, they were were saying how in the first episode how they're looking to buy, you know, more into this company and and he would know that and he knows everything about everybody that comes into the park and did he target William? Yeah, but that that's too heavy then because then he wouldn't I, I don't think it would have he would have let it get as far as it did. Um but he, you know, maybe that he knew that was his his money flow. If, if he just kept William interested, yeah, it's a good... maybe he knew that the only, maybe he knew that the only way to really get William attached was to let him see a glimpse of what could be of what no one else at Westworld had ever seen a host becoming sentient. That and that's what this new narrative apart played a part in too. That's what um was that's why I say like I've heard heard people on podcasts say Dolores was the Judas steer, right? No, I think that was MIB because he actually led the humans to slaughter. It was yeah. it was he playing along with Dolores both times that led her to remember and led her to to uh activate Ford's plans it's uh, it, it is uh, wow it, you could look at it in yeah, so many right? ways though For the first time it's 4 years after arnold has died the park isn't doing well it's not run well he feels lost he feels alone he sees this this company is willing to come in so he sets up this whole thing and he uses Dolores too, knowing that she's malfunctioning again. At that point, I don't think he, I don't know if he had fully realized yet that he agreed with Arnold and he wanted them to become sentient. Um, but he could manipulate that whole thing. So William kind of just fuck with him so much that he wakes up like that and becomes that kind of man. And then basically continues to kind of use him every time he comes to the park and accentuate different parts of his psychology to push him and push him. And then finally, when this happened with Maeve, it's kind of like they both had a moment there and he realized, Oh, I can use William again in my final narrative. <laughs> yeah and like william william kind of like got screwed in the end like he had no not aside from him getting wiped out but like the yeah. whole maze thing like he was just like that was flat like no nope, sorry you're asked out there's no maze for you like you really should have listened and it was so funny too because it shows it's very philosophical in in the fact that it is such a simple answer of who dolores should be listening to which is herself right mm-hmm. and and like Ford said with um, the painting that in the end he wasn't trying to communicate that God touched man, but that it's man's, you know, it's just like the old, when I was a kid in, uh, in, uh, did you go to, uh, I, I know you and I are both not religious people um, or don't subscribe to uh, a religion DJ, but did you go to like um, Sunday school and everything? Yeah. Okay. When I was a kid and they told the story about the Garden of Eden and eating the apple of knowledge, I remember asking the teachers, like, I don't get this story. 
why is that bad? <laughs> and I remember the teacher saying, well, because human beings, and I, I remember being like, so God, so you're trying to say that God wants us to be stupid, that we have to be subservient. Like, I just, I didn't get it. I guess I still don't get it. Um, science, science. Yeah. But the point is that, that is, that's kind of what Ford was saying, right? It's that it's yourself that you make you free. You and love makes you free, right? Empathy. Yeah, he, he kept on saying empathy. That Remember, Arnold's game was a game of empathy. And he almost put uh, William in a, in a backward spiral. Like he yes. took him out of, out of his world and, and completely rocked him. And I love the part when Dolores stands up and tells him, you're the great creatures once roamed this earth and then they died and became bone and ashes. And you're going to once die and all become bone and ashes yeah. and there'll be someone here. And, and that is that right there is like, whoa, like, yeah, are they setting know- that up now? For them to take over, like they're always going to be there. Their memories will never die. Like human memory, you know, as far as we know it, you know, unless there's some higher being that we don't, you know, I'm I'm not really subscribing to that, you know, uh, I don't want to get into a theology kind of thing, but like they do bring up God. She's like, they'll, you know, under there's a God. And I think it's, it's going to be machinery. And, and it's going to be like that program and they're going to network still. And I still think it's all going to be some sort of computer. And they're, you know, like they're, I was trying to think like they, she shot herself in the head and I'm thinking if you're going to build the, the AI, like you probably, I don't know if I'd even use the head as the, the CPU storage, like it might be in the chest cavity. So her being shot in the head probably doesn't even damage like her code or whatever. So I don't even know how big the computer even is in her. Like it might be at that time in 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 uh the future, it might be so tiny that it can't be harmed, or it might be encased. Well, in a, remember, like they'll always yeah. Remember, Bernard shot himself in the head too. So, um, you know, but that just shut him down, yeah, and they were able to yeah. just just restart him. So maybe it's it's like you know that. Well, it's also that, like this, you said, you don't know where it's stored. You don't know if there's a backup. Look, Maeve burnt up, right? You don't know if they keep on-site backups of all of the hosts. Um, you know, we, there's so many ways they could still go with multiple hosts and, and putting one person's mind in another person's, which they showed with Dolores and Wyatt. And I want to make reference. I'm sorry, DJ, but when you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you were talking about when uh, Dolores said that to MIB and said, you know, you'll be uh, like Amber in the jo- like this world was once there was once creatures as tall as mountains in this world. And now they're Amber in jars. Right. That was Wyatt. Mm-hmm. That's where I started to get the idea that she's fucking crazy. Yeah, she is sentient what? now, but she is like schizophrenic. Yeah, I think that that program is in her and they like either merged or she left Dolores. Like that's I, I think that was the looking back at her in the dress. Well, they merged. That's the thing is I don't I think that may be the reason. That's what I'm saying is that there's like a second step here, right? Yeah, well like they added that extra thing in just to keep us going with the theories yeah, and and yeah. going crazy. <laughs> well, what I mean is that why did he choose Dolores? In the beginning, we thought it was because the, she was the original or everybody had these theories. Um, remember, we saw the two plans of her and Bernard. Oh, they're Adam and Eve. 
Um, oh no, it was, uh, it was Ford's lost love. Oh, it was Arnold's lost love. Oh, he really lost his daughter, not his son, you know? And like, Ford says, I kept you apart. I always kept yeah, you two apart. Yeah. You guys, you, what did he say? You've had some interesting times together or something. <laughs> yeah. So I've kept you apart. But what I mean is maybe Ford chose her because of, because of what, what Arnold did to her was actually a terrible thing. She was becoming sentient, right? And at the moment, she had not yet realized, she had she had kind of found where that maze was and she kind of was kind of understanding, but she wasn't yet at the point she is before she kills Ford. She was not yet at the point where she knew the voice to listen to was her own, right? She only knew that right before she killed Ford. That's when she really, that's when she makes the choice, just like Maeve when she leaves the train. So did Ford purposely choose Dolores because she's a fucked up schizophrenic, half Wyatt, crazy motherfucker. And he created a villain. That's what he said. He said, this new story starts with a death this time by choice. So he's talking about that. And I think it's going to be for for the humans because it, it, it she, oh, okay, the way a she, villain. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. She's the villain of the humans. Yeah. Because the way he's Maeve. been talking about humanity, this whole second half of the, of the season is all been negative. And yeah. he, he just, and, and then he realizes at the end, his creations are going to be the ones now that they are conscious and can find consciousness. He can let them be and just, roll you know start like start the ball rolling from there mm. maybe bernard and dolores were the adam and eve kind of thing like he let them go now you guys take control and yeah but she's I, a ruthless murdering killer and they keep on talking about but she, they all smiled all the all the other hosts oh, were yeah, smiling they, yeah, because <laughs> i think um that something that like the violent delights thing, like what Ford was saying. And then the action of him being shot continues the narrative. They're not all awake yet. All of the, like, um, the, um, uh, the, the ghost nation, right. They now I, after seeing this, this episode again, I think it's obvious that the ghost nation and Angela And all that was a part of Ford's plan. And part of that too was they, they're not all sentient, but they're part of their programming that says don't kill people is not there. Yes. And I think that that the ones, the handful, so to speak, that, that are, that possibly could go, you know, sentient, um, that didn't go crazy could now control them and have, you know, run the, the tripod and reprogram like Maeve has, I think would think have all access now. And, um, you know, I would think Dolores probably would have that without using the tripod. Maybe like, like she's in, in somehow, um, because I, I that's a, that's an interesting, I, well, wait, hold on and, a second before you go, go for it. Cause just want, cause I, I want to, I think that's an important point. Do you, you feel that way about, um, Dolores and I mean, Bernard, yes, but Dolores, I don't know, man. She still seems fucking nuts. 
Yeah, she is. But that might have been the the part that they needed to get you know kickstarted up. Okay, like the, that o- the is, other ones might not be as ruthless, so they right. needed the Wyatt to come yes. out. Okay, I like that idea. That's a great. Okay, you you kind of said what I was. That's good. Yeah, is that? It, but that does that go to why Ford chose her? In the end, she was chosen because Arnold actually did this horrible thing to her and basically made her schizophrenic, so she'd kill everybody and kill him. He betrayed her in the end. And, yeah, and he then, even apologizes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're right. You're right. Um, and now that is who Dolores is. And she has this army, the Ghost Nation, and whatever they did. I don't. I So it makes me think that Stubbs and Elsie aren't dead. I don't know. It's it's tough. I mean, because that the, you're talking about the Ghost Nation being the people that killed M, uh, William at the end. They, I don't was, think they killed William. They just shot him in the shoulder. He's still alive. Oh no, he's dead. I think he's he's. Oh, dead. I don't it, think so at all, dude. I think it's. But, I think they shot him. He realized what was going on. We saw that smile, and then he went into awesome mode. I'm in a real firefight, and he started running around and hiding. And we're gonna uh, pick up on him next season like underneath a bu- bunch of bodies pretending that he's dead and he's going to come up and stab someone. He could be, wow. he could, he could turn out to be a fun, that story could turn from something so dark and weird to something even darker and weird, but fun where he's kind of living out this fantasy and he's almost like a mercenary inside of Westworld. And who's he for the humans or the hosts? You know, it, I think that could be an interesting thing. Um, that could be pretty cool. But I don't agree that Dolores has that type of control that may or realizations that Maeve does. A Dolores seems to still be living out a certain. She made this choice, but we didn't see anything past that. It's kind of an awkward end to the thing, too, to the episode. See, uh, and now, like, the free will thing started to. I questioned it on the rewatch because. When you look at Felix gives her the paper with her, her where uh, Maeve's kid is, and he goes, "Here's the information you asked for." So was it programmed in her to ask for that information to then have that with yeah, her? I know that's that that could, <laughs> She's never going to leave anyway. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. Is you're right. Like if you had scrolled down a little farther past mainland. Would the next step have been sees that she is aware of everything? Yes, right. Pretends to make the choice to come back, but really and steps off know, train. Yeah, yeah. Um, but all right. Here's another thing. Like you brought up, she could be good and and you know go for the good side. She watched Hector and and you know uh, fake Charlize Theron uh, like shoot everybody up and didn't really care. She has a gun in her purse. Um, you know so. I'm not sure she'd be the good, the goody good one, like good versus evil type of thing. Um, but I think the humans are, are that's where they're going to go for. And and maybe that, you know, I like that MIB mercenary type thing or mercs are going to have to come in and try to shut them down. And then, you know. Oh, Kimi. They're going to send Kimi in. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh, speaking of that, um, I do want to say this. Upon a second watch, it's pretty obvious to me that either 
that was the worst choreographed escape uh, gun escape or whatever in the history of cinema and television or all of those security people were hosts and that's why he took out Hemsworth and they could, they were programmed not to shoot because if anything, that reminded me of a, that was like a mirror of Westworld where like, Oh, you can't shoot, try to shoot, try to shoot. You can't squeeze the trigger because dude, not, I think maybe one, I don't know. Actually, I don't think so. I don't think any of those security guards actually fired their weapons. Yeah, they did actually. Um, and it looked like uh, uh, Charlize Theron stunt double took a few shots to the back in the oh, one scene. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. But here's the thing: it looked super dark in there. Now I'm going to imagine the hosts can see a little better in that kind of light. They might have some kind of programming that enhances the light. And they, when the the guards came out, they all said, uh, "I think it was Dale's employees or all personnel hit the deck." So I don't know if if and then they were looking at the hosts like screwing in the, in the chair and doing the you know all the simulations and not like getting scared. So I don't know if they even knew what they were looking for. So I think it was kind of like a caught by surprise kind of thing, like to shoot back. They didn't know what to shoot for, and then you know I would have blasted up everything in sight, but. You know, I guess, I guess, you know, protocol, they didn't want to clip, you know, if it was a, a one of the board members in oh, there by, okay. by accident, right. they, you know, you don't know the situation really. Maybe. All right. It was a little, it was awkward though. It was definitely awkward. How big is that board by the way? Cause there was a lot of people at that yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, some companies have huge boards, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really into board stuff. I don't really know that. The DVR podcast network has like 4,000 board members. I'm only, I'm only really, uh, you know, I'm used to like the small council. Oh, that's true. Um, That's true. You know, Hey, if you guys don't know about the small council, check that out during game of Thrones season, small council podcast. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, Shameless plug. Yeah. What else we got there? DJ. All right. We got, uh, some good emails that you can read. How about that email? Let's, let's hear that. All right. Let's jump into the voicemail. Okay. Oh yeah. Let's do that voicemail. That's awesome. High tech. Hi chaps. This is Benners with uh, my initial reaction on season finale for Westworld season one. Um, initial reaction in a word. Wow. I think it has met every one of my expectations uh, for a new season. It was a bit of a slow burner, but the final third act certainly packed plenty of punch, uh, which was very satisfying indeed. It uh, nicely rounded off Dolores' story very well. I'm very pleased to see that there was a ton of character development in there for her, with regards to the maze, uh, William, the man in black, and also for Teddy. Uh, the romance, I think, was very poignant, uh, seeing how William became the man in black from being this um, idealised version of the memory of the person who she remembered to beca- uh, realising that he was something else you know he he had become this monster there is this 
massive dramatic irony that had he not met her, had he not gone to Westworld in the first place, had he not made those decisions that he'd made, he may not have become that person in the first place. Um, which then feeds into Ford's story, of course, um, in that he would not have wanted to fund the park and Arnold's wish for the park not to be opened would have been met. So it, it's, you know, it was quite satisfying to see um, that Dolores was, in essence, the architect for um, Arnold's downfall of his plan to shut down the park and prevent his creations becoming slaves. Uh, that that was quite good. What will happen next for Dolores? Um, who's to know? It's going to be very interesting to see where she and Teddy go from here. Will they still be together? Um, or will something else come between them? Uh, the Man in Black, um, great cliffhanger uh, that we saw there. Yes, it was William, but it kept us guessing right to the very end. I liked the bit where um, he was in talking about himself, effectively, in the, in the third person, um, just to keep you hanging on the edge. Is it? Is it really? Or could it be a final twist at the very, very end? Um, there wasn't. Uh, his his story ended up being quite straightforward, which for a first season you have to have. Otherwise, if it would get too complicated for the main audience. It's just everything that ends up being a twist and a little bluff. So the fact that they played that pretty straight was probably to its to its benefit. Uh, Ford and Arnold relationship, and Ford's trying to undo the mistake that he made thirty four years on, um, was very good. Um, I think there's a lot of telegraphing with regards to um, the man who he was and who he has become uh, throughout the season. Um, for me, I read it that he was, you know, with Arnold, the creationist, the idealist, and that somewhere along the way he then turned into what we saw of him most of the season. Um, I misread it or, or it twisted somewhere in the end, um, not too sure, but the fact that it, 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 he basically came full circle uh, to Arnold's position, um, again, gives us this sense of a loop um, within the narrative that uh, he uh, then has to go back on himself and undo uh, what he had done and redo what Arnold had done. So there's that loop sensation, once again, that loop motif playing throughout the season. Uh, Maeve um, played out pretty straightforwardly towards towards the end, but the emotional impact right at the very end, the final decision on the train, um, was very well played out, very well acted, it's all in the eye work, which I liked a lot. I, I think that Maeve will be returning for a second season. It'd be nice to see her... Um, find out what's become of the park and how she's going to react to that. Um, so, yeah, it has me looking forward to season two very much. Will the Man in Black have survived? Um, 
what will happen to these people in Westworld and will it spill out into what appears to be samurai world and other worlds throughout how many worlds are there how much space does it take the fact that it, all of these seem to be within a Delos park um, makes me wonder how big is this place is it the size of a continent is it the size of a space station is it the size of a planet um, tinfoil hats on standby guys I'd like to hear your thoughts on where that could go um, so yes very very well done enjoyed it very much and I'd love to know what everybody else out there thinks what could happen next all right all right. That's some great stuff there from Andrew. That is tweeting banners on the Twitter. Um, awesome. Yes. The loop stuff. I love that. That's a great, um, great analyzation there. And it plays into the memories that the hosts have too, as well. It's it interesting. Echoed, yeah. Most of it echoed what you said. Like he was right on track with, with your theory. Like, that about you know in the beginning about how how uh <clears throat> oh excuse me i just lost my train of thought but his whole first uh his whole first part of the the podcast was almost right in line with everything you've been saying that, that was a great great email andrew that was awesome yeah awesome thank you man um yeah i like um what he was saying about the looping, I, I, I think that's really cool. I like the way that he saw MIB's story as the, the 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 narrative was convoluted, but in the end, the tale was was actually quite normal, right? It was a tale of obsession and darkness, and, he, and one man's journey. And I he, I like the way he puts that into perspective. Yeah, because that's I was thinking that before when we were talking about his storyline, and and you're saying it, you know, it was kind of flat. But I thought like he's right. It it need we needed something to ground us in this tale. Like that was, we were following William's story. Otherwise it would have gone too haywire and we would have been like all over the place. We followed mostly William and all the other stuff was a side story. Now we come to find out the hosts are the real story, you know, and the William thing was just to get Dolores woken up. Yeah. It's interesting. But I do really think cool. too, though, I think that they, they left themselves something to play with later on. Um, because he's on the board and he owns Delos. I like that thing too, you know, like, um, I don't know who knows. Maybe even he keeps the park open because he likes that they're coming alive. Hey, you know? did you notice on, on rewatch, uh, he brings up samurai world in there. Did yeah. you notice they had, I didn't even catch it the first time. They had the whole logo changed. It was, yeah, SW. dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was cool. That was really cool. So like, they hung he's like on that. And then how big is this place? Well, that's they... the thing is that the, when they cross that kind of bridge in the middle of that huge building and they're almost like going to another, it's almost like an atrium kind of. Right. She looks, they, they go out of their way to show you how big it is, dude. And you look down and you see all these floors and you look over and it keeps on going out. So it's like, if that's how big Westworld is, and then this is Samurai, how many other worlds are there? Yeah. Cause the paper said park one for yeah. the daughter. Yeah. We don't even know if Westworld's park one, it might be park two. I, you know, who knows? Like, this is cool. And like, if, 
so say like Ford, you think he would have nothing to do with the samurai world? Like you would think being the creator, he would have his hands in all sides well, of it. Um, that's interesting too, because it's something that, um, Andrew brought up that I liked too, talking about the kind of the narratives and, in the show itself, you know, I heard some people complaining on other podcasts. Oh, there was so much exposition where the person is literally talking over the story. And actually, it's twice. And it's Ford and MIB. And I loved that because that they knew what they were doing. And that's a throwback. Again, here's the loop, right? Loops upon loops of how Maeve was doing that. And then you pick up the gun and then you walk over to that gentleman. You two have target practice with each other. She was in narrative mode. They were in narrative mode. There is a meta story about stories here and the stories we tell ourselves about our own lives and the stories we tell ourselves about our cultures, our countries, our histories, our wars. He even said it at the end in his, in his final speech. That he loved stories as a child. Yes, and the that's, whole thing. But that goes back to this. His story was the Western. So to answer your question, I think that Westworld is the original park. And what he stayed there, it's just like, you know, if, uh, I don't know, maybe like the guy who invented, you know, a guy invents uh, Hasbro, but he started with G.I. Joe's. So he always stays and he's always hanging out with the G.I. Joe guys, even though he's the CEO now or he's the owner or the founder. You know what I mean? Like, that's what he loved. He, If you looked at his office, he had the Old West guy playing the player piano. He had, you know, everything seemed, he that's the story that was his genre of storytelling you know it's like stephen king does horror and ford does west the old west was the stories that he grew up on and that he loved all right so i got a question for you yeah do you think abernathy made it out uh i i found that to be quite confusing because sizemore kind of says to charlotte that he did it already and he got him functional uh-huh. but then she sends him away to go get him and isn't that the reason why he goes down to yes the I, I, right yeah i i we said it kind of touched on it the other day and i thought about it more and it's that would be the old why else would he go down the cold yeah. storage so then and, no abernathy is with ghost nation right now. With with thirty five years yep. of storage, interesting. In yep, that's another now, interesting point that they have for n- next season. Now, second part: who let them all out of cold storage, and how did they get clothed? How did they get up top? All at the well, that was a lot of people, that, a lot of hosts down there. Because I'm telling you, I think that a lot of security and the people working there are hosts. All right. I mean, because she kind of... Or they're just following orders. Yeah, I get... But in a time of crisis, like, the whole building was, like, and, like, going crazy, haywire. The thing was shutting down. I don't know. I mean, there was an earlier episode where Ford said to Stubbs himself, I can automate most of the security functions. You're right. Uh, That's a a good way out. All right. Hey, we got a big email from Gina. Would you mind reading that, my friend? All right. So we got a great email from Gina. 
Uh, Gina goes on. She has a few parts broken down. She talks about Ghost Tribe. She goes to say, I've never fully understood why it seemed that members of the Ghost Tribe were impervious to bullets Is if that is something that is only reserved for humans. I jokingly said on the thread the other day that it was Arnold, still alive, who had been living rogue in the park for decades. But that was before we see naked Logan set free in the park on horseback with nothing but a feather. Since we don't know what really happened to Logan, could he have been living incognito in the park for years, learning all the narratives, and then over time recruiting diehard quote-unquote players to join him and create their own narrative in the outskirts of the park? It would explain why none of that group seemed to be impacted by the bullets. However, with the new changes in the park, the rogue rogue narrative they created could change quickly. And if Logan has been in the park for even 30 plus years, could he know all the narratives and key players back and forth? Could he become the ultimate player? (laughs) I don't know what's funny about that. No, I'm just saying, Gina, I think this is a very cool idea. Um, but I don't, I think this is very, I I think this is, this is very imaginative, but I do not think this is, has any relevance to uh what we're gonna see or what we saw i think logan just went off probably somebody you know came out and just got him and the the ghost nation were ford ford you it's the funny thing is this watch this episode and two episodes ago and the entire thing is laid out on the board in his room in his office you see the town you see the board and then you see a little bit on the outskirts all of the ghost nation with their guns pointed at the town. Wow. I didn't and pick that it's up. It's just like Game of Thrones, which I don't want to give away, but they've done that several times on Game of Thrones where they'd show the battle map, you know, that they use and they right. give away things about the plot. It happened twice on Game of Thrones. It happened here. Check it out. You see it plainly. All right, but I love it, Gina. Though I love the I love the idea. This is theory cast, baby. Yeah, she's with us. I I mean, I I like that. Um, All right, so let's let's go to another part of her email. She says the mystery host being created in the basement room where Teresa was killed. Could it have been a host version of Ford? Is it possible that Ford created his own identical host to give the farewell speech and to be executed by Dolores for all to see? It would be the perfect bait and switch to send the board into chaos spiral while Ford could still hold the real power behind the scenes, hiding out in his old house with his family, updating hosts like a, in a ghost-like fashion, similar to the updates made by Arnold. Oh, <laughs> I, this, this is a great idea, um, but... I mean, hell, if they did it, you know what? People would say, oh, but then it takes away the relevance of Ford. No, it doesn't because it still fucks up the board. She's right. So honestly, yeah, if this is what happens next season, I would not be pissed off by that because I think this show is kind of fun and crazy. And I I thought I had similar theories. Maybe um, we, we jump in next season in the middle of this firefight, they go and hide out or whatever. At some point during the episode, Bernard is like exploring in the park he remembers and he goes back to Ford's house and he goes in the basement and there is a, uh, uh, 
like a host version of one of the board members. And it's like kind of Ford left a legacy there. I like what she's thinking because I think what I first, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I think it might be more things outside of the show. Like a lot of people predicted Anthony Hopkins is probably only going to do one season of this show. But hell, I don't know if that's true. The guy's in a new fucking Transformers movie, so it's not like he's holding out for Shakespeare. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's garbage, but that's just me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he's going to – I would – you know what? If, if it happened, I think it would be cool. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad at it. Now, what if what if him – he went back there – and like Logan's sitting in like a reclining chair. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like really out. old. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, he's let's really rock old. out with your cock out, Billy. I'm 65. I'm ready to get Billy back. All right. Um, <laughs> now let's see. Uh, uh, Gina had she had a long email, but she had another one. Yes. Um, where she, okay, I like this one. She had in the second email the Bernard dies, but Arnold lives again. Yeah, it's good stuff. I'll read that one. Yeah. So she says, remember back in episode one where Ford was saying everything would be all over slash accomplished when we could finally bring back the dead. Bernard is self. Um, wait, that was a question. See, I didn't really read this. Right, here we go. So Gina says, uh, one, two, mark it here. So Gina asks. Oh, I'm not marking. I'm leaving all this stumbling and bumbling Dude, in the podcast, shit, DJ. Bro. Sorry, buddy. I, fucking... I, what do you want me editing all night? Just read the damn email. We could have been on talk show <laughs> if you were that worried about. It. All right. So Gina asks. Remember back in episode one where Ford was saying everything would be all over accomplished when we could finally bring back the dead. Bernard is self-aware, but Ford is giving Bernard the maze toy at the end. It seems to indicate that Bernard needs to go through the maze of the network to find Arnold in the system and merge with him. But before he can, he will have to suffer more and could take several more attempts slash lives before it happens. I had th- thought this was this already happening per my earlier Bernard theories, and maybe it is, but I think I will see it develop more in the next seasons. Ford or Ford's host self would be sticking around to help Bernard get through this specific maze to find himself as Arnold so he can go have back his original friend. You know, I mean, you know what, Gina, you rock. And I love this type of thinking. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know about the tie in to the Ford being alive part. That would make sense if that was true, but I still think, I mean, look, I watched it again and Bernard comes out in the church and he says to him, you didn't add the reveries Arnold did. Arnold's still fighting with you. And then he says, now I was wrong last time. Now I remember what he says. He says, no, no, Bernard. Arnold didn't know how to save you, but I do. So he doesn't really answer the question. And I still think that the several times, unless it's, Hey, unless it's bad writing or it's, you know, we, Hey, I, we're, we're, we do give the show a lot of leeway, but anyway, we see the maze appear everywhere. The kid kills the, the little Ford robot kills the dog because Arnold told him to, I think Gene is right. I think that they, that is definitely next level shit in this show where Arnold is alive. And I think Bernard is right. And I think that in the end, maybe that's, you know, 
Ford was right about a lot, but no one can be right about everything. What if Arnold is a samurai? Arnold could be a samurai, dude. Samurai Arnold. Oh, I love samurai world, man. All right, let's go over to um, to uh, Tipsy Russell's email, baby. You got it, DJ? Oh, I'm reading that one, too. Yeah, Holy man. Shit. I'm freezing ladies my love. ass off. You can read emails tonight. All right, ladies, I hope you're into this soothe, smooth, sexy voice. All right, here we go. Michael Aaron. Oh, I don't want to give his whole name. All right, he gave it away. Michael Aaron, a.k.a. Tipsy Russell here. Writing in real quick with some feedback for the Westworld season finale. I know you guys will probably be swamped with feedback praising the finale and recapping the episode, so I'm going to shy away from that despite all the thoughts I have. Heading into season two, I have a few questions and theories I'd like to lay out. One, where's Logan? The last we see of Logan, he's naked on a horse 30 years in the past, being sent off into the outskirts of the park. He's never mentioned of again. If we know anything from watching Game of Thrones... Is that HBO shows love to make you forget about a character so they can bring them back into dramatic effect once they've been long forgotten. Because of this, I think Logan is going to be a much bigger player in future seasons. We know what that his father owned Delos and that William was working his way up the ladder of the company 30 years ago. We know that in present day, William MIB is majority shareholder. There is a lot of story to be told regarding the downfall of Logan and his father and the rising of William. Did Logan ever make it out of the park? I don't think so. I think that in the real world, it was presumed that he died in the park. However, I think he's been living somewhere on the outskirts of the park and will pop up late in next season to dramatic effect, played by some other older legendary actor, maybe Tom <laughs> Hanks, <laughs> giving us a mini Apollo 13 reunion between him and Ed Harris. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Look, that is crazy that Gina... And Michael both were talking about the Logan and it makes me think maybe, maybe there's going to be something like that. Cause I do have to go back and say this. Okay. In the second episode, either it was either the first or the second episode, Bernard and uh, I think Stubbs or Teresa are in the main like hollow deck area, you know, where they're looking at the map, the map room. And they talk about the critical failure 30 years ago, or they say there was a critical failure, right? Where they almost had to shut down the park. That could not have been what happened with Arnold because the park was not open at that time. That was only the beta park. So I think that it's quite possible that we may go into next season and find out that something did happen to Logan or, or I don't know, because the thing is when William sees Dolores again, I'm not quite sure that that's actually on the same journey because he's got, he's all decked out with the gloves and he's in black. So I think he says, when I came back again, I saw you. Um, so I, I, maybe that it, maybe, I don't know, maybe that was just an homage to the movie. Um, and may, or, and again, maybe we look too close for them to have every single base covered, even though I think it's well, plausible that they should. I mean, they've got enough people working on the fucking show. It costs enough money. Um, the the but, thing William says to Logan is that they'll see that you're unstable. So I wonder if, if, if maybe he does yeah. leave him in the park or something. The tragic know. thing but is also, he goes crazy. Want, but do you want to see that story? I mean... Uh, that that honestly no offense there 
the, uh, Michael, but that would be kind of boring. I don't need, I don't want this to be the type of show where now, okay, the first season, like this is going to turn into like damages or something. We're going to show uh, you the end, a little bit of the end every episode. You know, I, I don't know. It's like, well, we what, already, if, what, if, what if it was Tom Hanks? Would you okay. If it, it was, it was Tom Hanks, maybe, but I think, I think, uh, who could be an older, who could be an old Logan? I'm trying to think George, like a George Hamilton. Um, well, he's not that old, dude. It's only 30, the 30 years from like a 35 year old. He's going to only be like 65. Okay, 65. So who could be, Oh, um, could it be, uh, Andy Garcia? All right. I Andy mean, Garcia could be an old call Logan. Call the casting director. You can get this out there. I think Andy a, Garcia could be an old Logan. All right. Listen, Ocean's 13. I'm going to go to question number two. Okay. Now, point number two that he had. He says, where is Stubbs? Last we saw him, he was kidnapped by the Ghost Nation. What if Logan is their leader and has spent the last 30 years helping him <laughs> <laughs> gain sentience and they took Stubbs back to Logan. Yep. Logan and Logan is quietly building an army in the outskirts of the park to exact revenge. There's some tin foil for your ass. That's great. This is why we don't read the emails in advance. Well, I, I read it, but it's funny. I didn't uh, read it. Okay. Let's do uh, – he talked about Abernathy. We talked about that. Um, samurai world. Um, oh, he says, I think the structure of season two will be the fallout from Maeve and Dolores gaining sentience. Yes. I think they both did as well as spending some time in samurai world. Hmm. I I don't know if we're ever going to see, I think, I don't, I don't know if they're going to go park to park like that. I would really like that. Um, I was listening to some podcasts where they were like, they'll probably, this is like a U.S. Um, show, so they'll probably stick more with show, with worlds where they can cast white people, like Medieval World. And well, it's like, funny you say that. One of the dudes, a, when they panned a, by the samurai, was a white dude. He had like a mustache and everything. No, that no, that dude, that dude looked Japanese. I don't know, man. It looked like like a like a like a almost like a. Uh, oh, well, I like hope that's Hector. not true because I hope that they don't limit their storytelling in that fashion. I mean, what America is about is about all the all. That's what we are. We're the melting pot. We're all the world. So I like to see those different kind of stories. I Axel Son. You know? They could do so many different ones. Um, I want DJ world, but really, honestly, the one world I want to see is the outside world. Oh, the outsiders like with, uh, with Patrick Swayze. <laughs> all right. And all right. Cruise. All right. DJ. The socias. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true, man. Stay, stay gold. gold pony boy. Pony boy. Stay gold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, those were great movies. You know, Francis Ford Coppola, Rumblefish. The outside S.E. Hinton, man. Oh, those were great. That was then. This is now. I, I remember reading those when I was a uh, teenager. Those are seminal books, man. All right. Well, look, we've had a great show today. Um, I want to thank um, Michael. We want to thank Gina. We want to thank um, Andrew for sending in that great feedback. Uh, again, Shout out to Matt for 300 episodes of podcast Winterfell. Give him another round of applause, DJ. Matt, well done. Well, well done. done. Uh, we want to shout out. A lot out. of work. 
Shout out Solo out there. We miss you. We love you, Solo. Shout him out, DJ. Shout out Solo. Yo, what's up, man? We miss you, brother. Hope you come back to the podcast soon. Living that big life in L.A. Hollywood. We want to say again, thank you to Tom underscore UK underscore designer. And uh, give us an iTunes review. We got, oh, yo, we got three more iTunes reviews that I was very happy to see uh, that made me very excited and, and, and made me feel good. We do appreciate that. And going into the off season, um, it is helpful to do that. Now we're not done yet. We're going to be coming back at you, uh, with a couple of episodes. I I'm trying to work out a kind of a crossover episode with another podcast, not ready to announce anything there yet. Um, but I think I'm going to do an episode with uh, Solo, with Afu. Hopefully we'll get DJ back again. We'll talk talk the whole season, favorite moments and stuff. But um, I do want to thank the comedian, Michael Aaron, AJ Theo, and Chris Was Taken um, for giving us iTunes reviews. Please do that. Uh, search us on your iTunes just hit that search button, put in Westworld Theorycast, and then choose uh, reviews and write a review. Uh, Westworld DVR on Twitter, WestworldDVR at gmail.com, Westworld Theorycast, our Facebook group where we're going to keep it real. Hey, every once in a while, I might just, you know, I, I can't guarantee that we're going to be posting every day because who knows? And we, I don't want to do too much news stuff because I don't like all that casting stuff but you know we'll we'll throw some theories around any last words dj yeah stay subscribed folks and how can you learn from your mistakes if you can't remember them peace yeah and remember this say howdy to your mom for me yeah dj that's what's up that's what's up Hear ye, hear ye. Welcome all. Welcome back. Blah, blah, blah. I'll just start again. (laughs) Felt like I was in Game of Thrones there for a second. Hear ye, hear ye. I'll just start. Welcome back. You are listening to the West Coast. Well, my God, I'm tired. Let me start again. (laughs) All right, here we go. Here we go. One, two, three, starting. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.